Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to our host, Nicole D'Souza. You'll hear firsthand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. This month's special guest is Jenny Phillip, Director of Research at the Greater Houston Partnership. Jenny shares how to get started with economic development research and studying your local economy. She also discusses their very successful economic analysis panel. Here is our interview with Jenny. Good morning, Jenny. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Nicole. I'm happy to be here. Great. Well, can you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, well, I work at the Greater Houston Partnership as the Director of Research. A lot of it is studying the local economy, but I've grown up in Houston uh, for, yeah, I've lived here off and on for 30 years, but prior to that, went to school at University of Texas at Austin, um, and then worked in California for a little bit and then lived in DC, got my master's at Georgetown and then came back to Houston. So done the East Coast, the West Coast and have always found my way back to Houston somehow. Very neat. So you've seen quite a bit then, you know, how it's done all over the place. Yeah. Very neat. Short stint in Hong Kong too. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so interesting. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the Greater Houston Partnership and the community that you serve? Yeah, um, the Greater Houston Partnership, it's been around since like 1840 um, in different variations. So, you know, starting out as a Chamber of Commerce and then, um, you know, the, the community also had an economic development organization as well as the International Trade Group. And there was a realization um, in the 80s that, you know, there's a lot of these groups that are all working towards the same goal. And so there was a merger in 89, um, which then created the Greater Houston Partnership. Um, and so the organization represents the larger metro area, um, so Harris County and the surrounding counties. And we work to make Houston a better place to live, work, and build a business. Um, and we do that in three main areas. One is you know, your traditional chamber of commerce work where we represent the business community. Uh, we work to support uh, their efforts. And then another is through economic development, which is um, you know, what how we are engaged um, with Impact Data Source and looking at ways to bring businesses to Houston or look at retention and expansion efforts, all for the purpose of creating more jobs, capital investment, and keeping the economic engine running. And then the third is public policy, um, which is a variety of different areas. One could be in education, in healthcare, immigration. Um, it's just depending on what the business community is looking at focusing their attention on and also what politics has brought to our doorstep as well. So it's um, you know a variety of things that we work on, which actually keeps my job very interesting being in research. I bet. Well, we're extremely happy to have you today and shed some love on research, which I think sometimes gets a bit of a bad rap and some people are just a little <laughs> nervous um, sure. when they go to do it. So um, hopefully today the goal to the audience um, for Jenny and I to talk about it a little bit more so it's um, a little bit easier to wrap some heads around and it'll make you maybe hopefully eager to try some new tips and tricks. 
Yeah, that would be great. And I really appreciate the opportunity to shine a light on research because I know there's a lot more emphasis on maybe just the economic development activities or organizations may only have, you know, one researcher on staff that is solely dedicated to economic development. So we're very lucky in the partnership to have a research team um, that can focus not only on economic development, but on you know, policy issues, international issues, um, other issues that our members are engaged in, and really be able to serve the larger Houston community. So first, um, how does your organization create intelligence on local companies in supporting business retention and expansion efforts? Right, so the, the intelligence is you know, coming from two areas. One is what can be publicly available, found anywhere, and that can be through resources like Hoover's, Reference USA, Privco, the company's website, just gathering the overall information, creating a dossier um, or a company profile. But then the other is talking to the managers, the economic development managers that may have a relationship with that company, um, specific people within that company, and understanding what their dialogue has been, what are their concerns, what are the company's concerns about doing business in Houston, and what role can the partnership play in helping them develop their business. Um, and so it's trying to put all of those pieces together and understand you know, what's pertinent in our relationship, in the partnership's relationship with that company and helping them address their issues. How do you um, another piece of the um, the intelligence? And so there's there's kind of two levels to it, right? So there's the company specific, <clears throat> and then there's the macro level. Um, and oftentimes that macro level influences what's happening on the company level. So, for example, for us, what's happening in the energy industry that's impacting not only energy companies but those who service those ener uh, energy companies. So law firms, accounting firms, marketing firms, um, and being able on the research end to provide just general information on what's happening on the energy industry, but then in conversations with a company saying, you know, when you see oil prices fall by this amount, you know, you can be concerned for X, Y, and Z reasons, or don't be concerned because this is typical. <laughs> so it's being able to provide knowledge not only specific to their company, but also industry trends that impact their business decisions. That's always very helpful and good for the economic developers to know, too. Mm -hmm. So following that, how do you analyze the local economy and what outlets do you use to find this data? Right. Um, so we, we analyze a multitude of indicators, uh, and this can be um, anything from you know employment to oil prices, rig counts, gas prices, uh, retail sales, commercial real estate, residential real estate, vehicle sales, um, you know, anything that gives us a pulse on the economy. We take all of this data and we turn it into a piece to data and analysis that we find um, hopefully is approachable. Um, and we know that there's so much information that's out there now um, and we want it to be unbiased. And you know, this is the data as it is presented to us. Um, and this is what we find can be useful in your line of work. Um, in trying to make well-informed business decisions and hopefully creating a one-stop shop for all of this data um, so that it's easily processed for them and for them to know how to apply it to their work. And, you know, a lot of the data, so because we are a nonprofit, um, you know, our budgets are tight for what we can spend our money on. So we're very selective on the sources that we do pay for. 
but a lot of it is publicly available information, you know, from the census, from the um, Bureau of Labor Statistics, Bureau of Economic Analysis, uh, as well as relationships that we've built with data collectors in the region. Uh, so, for example, uh, vehicle sales or apartment trends. Um, we, on a monthly basis, have a group um, called the Economic Analysis Panel, and they may be unhappy that this is even being discussed publicly, <laughs> um, but we, we do have a group that we meet um, and discuss what's happening within their industry that provides um, you know, the partnerships research team and understanding of all these various elements and how they interplay. Because some are leading indicators, um, some are lagging indicators. So when we have energy industry experts uh, discussing what's happening there, that's more of a leading indicator for us. And then we have you know, our commercial real estate representative talking, that's more of a lagging indicator. So depending on the report of that representative, we have an idea of what will be happening either you know two three months down the line in the Houston region and then how that trickles down and impacts commercial real estate or residential real estate so it's it's interesting to hear the different reports and then continuing to build these relationships um, and it's it's symbiotic and we we help each other and it's a very um, collegial really there's not this you know a you know, we want to be the first to come out with this data point. It's all in the support of helping the larger community um, in understanding what's happening in the Houston economy. Can you tell us about how you use research to work through economic development projects? Right, um, and so a lot of it, and, and anybody who works in economic development knows there's always an RFI and there's always specific questions being asked. Um, and we sit down with the economic development manager who's handling that project. Um, and we try to gather information because sometimes, um, especially international projects, there's going to be questions that just don't translate into the way that it's being reported in the US. Um, that could be NAICS codes or SOC codes. Um, and so speaking with the economic development manager, understanding in their talks with the company, what do they do? What are they looking to do in Houston? What excites them about Houston? And how can we play up those points? Um, so always making sure that we answer the questions in the RFI to the best of our ability um, and understanding why they're asking those questions and then providing any additional pertinent information that may help strengthen our case. So it, even if it's not being asked for, if we feel like there's supplemental information, um, that wouldn't be overkill. Um, obviously, they have a lot to read through, um, but could help strengthen the story for, about Houston, then we'll work with the economic development team, with the marketing team, on how to craft that message. Great. Can you please tell us about an economic development project that you've worked on? Um, sure. They, so, of course, there's been, it'll be the ones that we have already announced. <laughs> um, there's the Daikin Goodman one that we've uh, we've worked on for about eight years. So I've been at the partnership seven years, and I remember coming in um, at the beginning of this process and then fully understanding really how long this timeline of economic development projects work. Uh, but it was a really exciting project in the sense that it was a Houston company. Um, there was, it was a international acquisition uh, by Daikin, a Japanese HVAC company. Um, you know, there was a competitive process in terms of where they were going to 
uh, merged their manufacturing process. There was another site in the U.S. Um, that they were we were contending with. Um, and so doing the, the typical you know, economic development process, but really also taking into account their concerns about um, you know, their, their employees here and also the Japanese community. And so there was a lot of questions about you know, how many Japanese day schools are there, how many Japanese restaurants are there, um, and, and really being able to be nimble in our responses um, and you know, answering whatever random question there was, knowing that it was important to their decision process. Um, and then walking through the, through the site selection process because of how large that facility would be, um, addressing their concerns on workforce development because of how large that facility would be. So it was a really great project to work on because of all of the facets that we had to cover, um, and ultimately because it was a win for us. <laughs> and also it was in non-energy manufacturing to help further diversify our economy. So that was another reason why um, it was a really great project to work on. And then also the a part of it was that we integrated almost every department within the partnership to work on this project. So there are definitely groups in communications and membership and, pu and public policy and economic development that you know every group had a, a hand in landing this project. So it really did feel like a win for the entire organization. Perfect. So I had touched briefly on the economic analysis panel, and so. You know, word of advice to other organizations in different communities. I think it, it's something that could be replicated um, and has been such a great tool and resource for the partnership um, because there's only so much that we can read from the trade papers and understand from our conversations. Um, but when we have this monthly meeting, it really helps crystallize what's happening in the local economy and what they're picking up on in their conversation. So it just, it's like an exponential growth in the knowledge that we have. Um, and it really is interesting. When I came into the partnership, um, you know, in 2010, we were coming out of the Great Recession, at least in Houston. Um, and so going around the table and hearing about how each person's industry was doing, you really could get a sense of who was starting to see the light and then who was still struggling. Um, and then, you know, as the years passed on, and then we started, you know, seeing $100 oil, things were going great across the Houston economy, the reports would be changing and the sentiment and um, just the overall mood of that meeting would change, you know, and you could, you could feel it getting lighter. And then as oil prices plummeted, <laughs> you know, that, so those monthly meetings were such a good gauge, um, not only through the numbers that they were sharing, but just through the mood, through the nonverbals, um, the way that the message was being conveyed, the kind of stresses that they were sharing. Um, and that's something that is hard to pick up on in even just well-written reports. Um, and it's those relationships that are built with other groups that are working on you know, accomplishing the same goal as your organization that can really help any research team um, you know, move forward in their understanding of the economy. That's very neat. Did you have um, various stakeholders in the community come to those meetings or just the research and economic development professionals or how was how are those meetings set up? 
Right. So those meetings are actually no economic development people in there. <laughs> it's only oh, the people okay. who, uh, yeah. So there are no economic development people there. There's so our economic development team. They have their their separate group. Um, you know, the Houston Regional Economic Development Association. It's headed by Centerpoint. That's where all the different economic development groups throughout the region. You know, Katy, Baytown, Fort Bend, Woodlands. Um, you know, countless others that show up at that meeting and discuss what's happening in their region, the projects they're working on, you know, what struggles they're having, having what wins um, they've accomplished. Now, the economic analysis panel is totally different. This is one where we just talk with people who um, work on studying the economy, um, and that could be within just their industry and um, not for any specific economic development purpose. Their work may be used for economic development, but it's really their focus is on studying um, even within, so we have people from the Fed, uh, we have um, someone who co-chairs the event or the panel, uh, Dr. Gilmore with the Institute of Regional Forecasting, um, and he provides invaluable insight um, about that he's been studying the Houston economy, the Texas economy for decades now, and um, various groups from within the region. So someone who represents uh, the Institute for Supply Management, so who produces the local purchasing managers index survey. Um, you know, we have someone who looks at the commercial real estate piece. Um, we have someone who focuses on residential real estate, another who looks at construction workers and construction contracts. Um, and, you know, the list goes on and on in terms of the different sectors that are being represented. So it really provides a very, you know, colorful exchange and dialogue um, and sharing of information that we, you couldn't really be able to get in any other way except for these in-person meetings. Perfect. That is so neat and great advice. That's a really nice idea. Yeah, it's, um, we've been having it for several decades now, actually. So it's it's been a, a really important piece of um, the work that we do, the research team's um, relationship with the panel. That's neat. So it's been proven beneficial. So good. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a few wrap-up questions for you, Jenny. The first is, what is your biggest economic development secret to success for other economic developers out there listening? Yeah, um, I mean, the, I guess the the biggest one that we always try to um, focus on in the research team is not the the what, but the why. So oftentimes, because of the, you know the deadlines, um, sometimes very short turnarounds, we'll end up getting this request, and it's just fill in the blank, right? Um, but really, we don't want to just be churning and generating that out. That's not the value that we provide. It's really the kind of collaborative, consultative um, manner in which we can go about putting these proposals together and really becoming like a solutions partner to our economic, economic development team. So sitting down and understanding, well, why are these questions being asked? And is there anything that we could provide another data point or another um, piece of analysis that would really strengthen the story. So sometimes going beyond what that initial ask is, even when there are short, short deadlines, um, to really sit back and look at it because, you know, you really do only have that, that first chance in that submission um, to see if you'll get to the next step. And so taking the time um, to really sit back and understand, well, where are these questions coming from from the company? Like, why are they asking for it? Wonderful. Are there any resources out there that you would recommend to the audience? 
Um, there is so there's so much information out there. I think it depends on um, the if there's a project that you're working on, especially a really big one that you just it's unique and different. Um, it often helps to not go to your typical uh, resources that you would, and that could include you know your your basic economic development um, uh, trade journals or publications, but thinking about okay, well who who is running this project and what would they read? You know, what's in their mind? Um, would they be reading the Harvard Business Review or The Economist or Bloomberg? Where are they getting their information? What concerns them? So basically putting yourself in their mindset um, and then training yourself to kind of think the way that they think. And so when you do meet with them, you have an understanding of their worldview um, and their concerns when placing their project either in Houston or their competitive site. And so it helps to get outside your comfort zone of where you would typically read uh, and then go and think, okay, well, where would this person go to for their information? And that could just be a simple, like, what do you like to read? You know, asking them that question and expanding your worldviews uh, through that process. Perfect. And lastly, Jenny, what is your favorite hobby? Oh, <laughs> um, that's, I really enjoy yoga when I have the time for it. That one's always a nice, you know, my husband can always tell when I haven't gone in a while because I come home a little bit more stressed out than normal. <laughs> um, but it's a great stress relief. Um, and I also enjoy running. So those two. Wow, very healthy hobbies. That's great. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Jenny, for joining us today and sharing all of this knowledge and really breaking down research for us. And I feel like, too, when you break it down into these smaller um, ideas and components, it's a lot easier to wrap your mind around. Right. Yeah. And especially, I mean, Houston is such a huge economy with so many different components. It is um, can sometimes feel overwhelming to try to get a handle on it. But yeah, when you break it down into different indicators, different components, um, there is a story to tell. And that's a lot of what we try to do is um, bring all these disparate pieces together and create a narrative about the Houston economy. Great. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you, Nicole. I appreciate the time. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.impactdatasource.com.